you're telling yourself things that make you feel worthless, telling yourself things that make you have no hope, no joy, no opportunities. You're telling yourself things that will land you alone. That's your situation. I have three things you can do today and going forward that will help you to no longer see yourself that way. What's up, everybody? My name is Mel, and welcome to Rejection is a Bitch Podcast. If you're new to the channel, do your boy a favor, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the comment section. I want to hear what you got to say about this topic and share this with at least one person. I partner with divorcees that are facing rejection and I help them discover true acceptance from within. And if you're somebody who's facing rejection from a spouse or, or going through a divorce or just facing rejection overall, I would love to be your coach. I would love to talk with you and partner with you. So feel free to contact me on my website, which is lifecoachingbymail.com or my email, mailcoaching.yahoo.com. I can't wait to hear from you. We're going to get right into this topic, and the topic is if they rejected you once, they will never accept you. Throughout my separation from my first wife, I was at my lowest. I was at a very low point in my life. But one thing that wasn't at my lowest was my weight. Man, when I tell you I gained so much damn weight, <laughs> I was depressed. I was low. I was down. I was in such a bad place, guys. And some people may go to a bad place and they may turn to drugs. They may turn to alcohol. Well, my drug of choice, so to speak, was ice cream. Bluebell homemade ice cream. Pick a flavor. Pistachio. Cookies and cream. Rocky Road. And I got to put some bananas in that thing. Millennium Crunch. I can go all day. The fact is, I was fat. And I still am. But I was at my heaviest weight that I ever been during that separation. But one thing I kept telling myself, oh, that's the reason that she don't want to be back with me. Ah, ah, bro ham. That's the reason. I'm fat. If I ever choose to lose this weight, Oh, she'll come crawling back to me. And who could blame her, right? I'm a fat slob. I snore when I go to sleep. I can't walk up a flight of stairs without breathing heavy and needing a break. Who can blame her? Who can blame a spouse for wanting to leave their spouse who has seemingly let themselves go? So in response to those thoughts that I had, I immediately start to lose weight. Oh, yeah, I got gym membership. I changed my eating habits a little bit. And I was like, man, I'm finna get this weight off <laughs> every day. Going to the gym every day. Going to the gym every day. Trying to get that weight off. And when I see a little bit of progress, what would I do? I would call her and let her know, hey, guess what? I've lost a little weight. And of course, she would just give me back a passive, nonchalant response. Basically saying, hey, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. It's, it's all good. But that response never led to us coming back together. So what would I do? Go back to that drug. There's nothing like the taste of bluebell homemade ice cream. It's nothing like any other taste you've ever known. There's nothing like the taste of the very best. We eat all we can, but we sell the rest. It's homemade, homemade down home. Bluebell, the best ice cream in the country. Bluebell, the best ice cream in the country. Every single time. In turn, gaining all that weight right back and then some. And that particular cycle continued for a span of over six months. That was until I realized that, man, it wasn't the weight that she doesn't want. She doesn't want me. 
Now, some of y'all did the same thing. Now, let's be honest. Be real with your boy. Some of y'all have done the same thing. You got your hair extensions. You got your tummy tucks. You got your BBLs. You got your new job, your veneers. You got your new degree. You've done all this to get their attention and to possibly be with them again. But if you're someone in this situation, I'm here to emphatically tell you, it's no matter what you change. If they rejected you once, they will never accept you. There's nothing you can do to get their attention enough to accept you. It's not the things. It's you. Let's dig deep into rejection. By definition, rejection is the dismissing or refusing of a proposal or an idea. Dismissal describes exactly how we feel, right? No matter how many times you pursue them, no matter the proposal, they still are dismissive towards you. That idea that you have, that proposal that you have, will sound tremendous coming from someone they're interested in. But it's you that they don't want. And let's be honest, that hurts. It's okay to admit the hurt behind being dismissed and being rejected. There's a segment of our country that wants to make it seem like hurting behind someone rejecting you is a bad thing. You brush it off and you begin to insult that person just to make up for what you are indeed feeling on the inside, but you're the one going through the pain. You know, we start to do what they're saying says, hurt people hurt people. So you begin to hurt them based on them hurting you, but you never resolve or even attempt to analyze the actual pain that you have in order to get over that and not continue to hurt other people. It's completely okay to admit that rejection hurts, but let's go into why rejection hurts so bad. I was reading an article on psychology today, and they talked about a few scientists uh, placed people within a functional MRI machine, and they asked those people to recall a recent rejection, and they discovered something pretty amazing and remarkable. They discovered that the same areas of our brain become activated when we experience rejection as when we experience physical pain. Think about that, guys. When we have a physical pain, you know, I'm getting a little older, so I'm starting to feel random pains here and there every day. But when you experience a physical pain, think about the, the trauma that your body goes through. Think about the hurt and the agony and just it seems like your day is ruined based on that physical pain that you receive. Anyone that has faced rejection or is currently facing rejection, doesn't that sound familiar to you? Your day is ruined. You can't move past that moment that someone rejected you. They went on to say in the article that the greatest damage rejection causes is usually self-inflicted. Because once someone rejects us, the first thing we do is go internal. We start to immediately think about why we are so bad. Instead of looking at what they're doing as just their choice and their preferences and things of that nature, we begin to take every piece of that rejection on the chin and to say, it has to mean that I'm not good enough. Maybe they're not good enough for you. Or maybe both of you just not good enough for each other. Why does it have to be a not good enough conversation? Why can't just be this is not the best situation for either of us? When we do that, it begins to take hits on our self-esteem. And it becomes very unhealthy. It begins to plant seeds of doubt that will later be birthed out of you. When we tell ourselves these negative things about ourselves, your body believes it. Your brain believes it. Everything about you believes it. So you manifest exactly what you say. You manifest exactly what you think. You begin to be exactly what you believe internally. So yes, if you think you're not good enough, eventually you won't be good enough because you have manifested that. You have spoken that to existence. But every last one of us has been there, right? Every one of us have that inner voice that lies to us and tells us what we are not, and we become exactly what we are not. Instead of thriving, we land on surviving based on the things that we have spoken. 
And I know I'm talking to someone that has this exact thought, that has this exact moment in your life. You're telling yourself things that make you feel worthless, telling yourself things that make you have no hope, no joy, no opportunities. You're telling yourself things that will land you alone. That's your situation. I have three things you can do today and going forward that will help you to no longer see yourself that way. Number one, have zero tolerance for self-criticism. It's so easy in the moment to have these pity parties. It's so easy to think about everything that we did wrong, mark it down one by one, and go down the list of everything that we should have done, could have done. How about we eliminate the shoulds and coulds? Everything in life has purpose. And normally, in most cases, it feels terrible in the moment, but later on, we realize, oh, that was the purpose behind that. If not anything, it teaches you a lesson of how not to get in that situation again. So going through that list of self-critiques and, and how horrible you are, what is that profit? What will happen from this? What will grow? What will evolve? What things can be better by you doing that to yourself? Nothing. It's time to think positive. It's time to take the good out of this and only focus on what's really good about you. And that takes me to the second thing that we can do. It's time to build yourself up. Build yourself up verbally. Talk good about yourself. I am worthy. I am confident. I am good enough. I can do this. I can make this. Whatever the case may be, you build yourself up because whatever you say out of your mouth will come to fruition. You're looking at somebody that three years ago I said exactly what I wanted to do right now. Being a life coach, being a relationship coach, having the marriage that I have, being in the house that I am in, being in the city that I'm in. I began to say things every day, and I really didn't know for a fact <laughs> what I was saying, but it ended up happening because I spoke those things into existence. You have way more power than you give yourself credit for. Utilize that power. And the third thing is, it's time to connect with more people. And this one is the hardest for me, actually, because honestly, I'm an introvert extrovert. What does that mean? I'm, I'm someone who loves being by myself, but the moment I'm around people, I love being around people. It's very enjoyable. I love connecting. I love to, to get to know people and know what they are and who they are and, and what led them to being what they are right now. So think about it in your own life. Every time you're around people and you have a positive interaction, how good do you feel after that? Yes, there may be moments where you have social anxiety or there may be moments where you're dealing with someone that's socially awkward. You may be socially awkward. So it may be moments of discomfort, but the majority of the time, if you have a positive interaction and you're able to connect with someone, how powerful is that for you? When you go home, doesn't that bring you a little bit more joy? When you go home, doesn't that bring you a little bit more hope? Not just hope in yourself, but hope in others. That there are still good people in this world. You know, this person rejected me, but this person accepted me. So it's not about me. It's about that person. So doing that continuously will undoubtedly give you the results that you desire. As far as filling that void that the rejection causes with people that actually accept you. Over the past year or so, I've lost about 80 pounds. That happened the moment I stopped thinking about doing it for her or doing it for anyone else other than myself. I want to look good in the mirror. I'm just being real. I, just <laughs> I want to like what I saw in the mirror again, and I want to fit my clothes better, which mission has been accomplished. But I'm still going because I'm doing it for me. But the true nature of me accomplishing the weight loss I have so far has been internal acceptance. I accept myself. I don't need to be accepted by the world. I just need to be accepted by myself. Not just myself, I need to be accepted by God as well. I can't let you guys get out of here before giving you a spiritual nugget. During that time, I was reminded of Psalms 139 and 14. I praise you because you made me in an amazing and wonderful way. What you have done is wonderful. I know this very well. God made each and every one of us 
this same way and amazing, wonderful. So you can be rejected by the world and always be accepted by him. There's nothing that you and I can do that can ever cause God to reject his creation. I came to a realization that her rejection was not personal to me. She made her choice. And I now have the opportunity to discover true acceptance from within. And since then, acceptance from others has been welcomed, but it's no longer a necessity. See, a person that walks around with eternal acceptance attracts others that will accept you properly. I love to say this, that energy attracts like energy. So if you are concerned with the way people are treating you within a relationship, the first place to look is within. What are you giving off that causes them to possibly treat you that way? It's so easy to get rejected and then in turn look at yourself as a victim. The essential question in all of this is, what are you attracting? Thank you so much for watching today, guys. Be sure before you leave, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Hit me in the comment section. I want to hear what you guys got to say let's about go. this topic. Share it with at least one person. And as always, let's grow. Peace.